Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the Gospel of Mark. Today is episode 967, and we're looking at Mark chapter 9, verses 33 through 37. Let's read our passage. They came to Capernaum. When he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the way? But they were silent because on the way they had been arguing with one another about who was the greatest. Sitting down, he called the twelve and said to them, If anyone wants to be first, he must be last and servant of all. Took a child, had him stand among them, and taking him in the arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one little child such as this in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me does not welcome me, but him who sent me. This is the Gospel of Mark. Mark began his Gospel, his account of the ministry of Jesus, with the Galilean ministry. Jesus traveling throughout Galilee, teaching, healing, casting out demons. And through it, he was encountering religious leaders. And he wasn't doing things the way they thought he should. So they were criticizing him, opposing him, even accusing him of being in league with Satan. Jesus left Galilee and went into Gentile areas, that is, non-Jewish areas. He went up to Tyre, then he went down to Decapolis, then he went up to Caesarea Philippi. It was up in that area we saw Peter's confession, where we've been seeing this growing realization amongst the disciples about who Jesus is. And Peter says, you are the Messiah. And that's when Jesus gave his first prediction of his death. We had the transfiguration where the three closest disciples went with him up on the mountain and saw Jesus in his glory. So I'm talking to Elijah and Moses, where he was revealed as the Son of God. Then they came back to Galilee. And he's not teaching and healing the crowds now in Galilee. He's just spending time with the disciples. It's a deeper kind of teaching. And we just saw the second prediction of his death. And resurrection. Now, throughout the rest of chapter 9, we are in Galilee. He's not teaching and healing people. He's spending it all with the disciples. And this is probably a topical collection of Jesus's sayings. Now, they may have been in Capernaum for a few days, and Jesus said all these things in a compressed amount of time. But these sayings are probably just a collection of the teachings of Jesus, and they're all related to the idea of discipleship. And that Mark has collected them all together because they are closely related, and many of them fit together because of a lot of repetition. Several times he uses repeated phrases or repeated words, and sometimes they bounce from one teaching to the next using some of these repetitions, and it makes it all memorable. So some of these repetitions are in my name, causes to sin, hell, entering life or entering the kingdom of God, fire, children. There are several topics, words, key phrases that are repeated, and they were probably repeated directly in Jesus' teaching, but Mark uses them here to make it more memorable. So now we pick it up in Mark chapter 9, starting in verse 33. They came to Capernaum. When he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the way? 
So he's not given a lot of details about what's going on. They are in the town of Capernaum, which is the major city that he's been working out of in his Galilean ministry. And they're in the house. What house? Doesn't say, doesn't matter. Likely it's Peter and Andrew's house. That's where he seemed to do a lot of things. So he asks them, what were you arguing about on the way? Verse 34, but they were silent. Because on the way, they had been arguing with one another about who was the greatest. So, Jesus knows what they're up to. That's why he asks them the question, So, what were you guys arguing about? And nobody's about to tell him. Because they were arguing about who's the greatest. Which shows their mindset. This is why they can't fathom this idea of Jesus going to Jerusalem to die and be resurrected. because. They're going to Jerusalem for Jesus to step into his role as the Messiah, the leader of the nation of Israel. And their thoughts are, what's the organizational chart going to look like? Jesus is going to be king, who is assistant to the king, who is second assistant to the king, who is the secretary of state. So who's going to fill all these important roles to fill? In this kingdom, Jesus is going to establish this messianic kingdom. What's the org chart look like, and where do I fit into this? Verse 35, sitting down, he called the twelve and said to them, If anyone wants to be first, he must be last and servant of all. So Jesus calls them. They say, well, what's he mean? calls them? They're all together in the house. Well, it's just a way of saying Jesus gets their attention. Okay, listen up, guys. We need to talk. And remember, this is a very brief summary of what was said. A whole lot more was probably said. He probably said, okay, I know what you guys have been talking about. And you've been talking about who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom. But listen to this. If anyone wants to be first, he must be last and servant of all. You see this turning things around. You guys are concerned about being first. No, that's not the way to get ahead in the kingdom of God. You must be last. You must let others be first. Then it continues in verse 36. He took a child, had him stand among them, and taking it in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one little child such as this in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me does not welcome me, but him who sent me. Interesting thing here, the word servant in verse 35, the word child in verse 36 are related. Now, the gospel is written in Greek, but Jesus was likely speaking Aramaic, and Mark has written it in Greek for Greek-speaking readers. But in Aramaic, the word for child and the word for servant are the same word. Now, does that mean they're the same thing? No, and, and the context shows that they're different. But this is part of this repetition and making things memorable. And what Jesus is doing here is this is basically an enacted parable. Rather than just telling a parable, he acts it out. He uses a prop, and the prop here is a child. And he says, if you want to be first, you got to be last. you got to be a servant. And they takes a child which in Aramaic is the same word as servant. And he says, and you got to welcome someone like this. And if you welcome someone like this, you're welcoming me. And if you're welcoming me, 
you're welcoming the one who sent me. Now, what is it about children? Why does he use a child? Understand this society. Who is the least in society? Servants and children. They're the bottom rung of society. And so he says, you got to be like a servant and you got to welcome a child. The point of the teaching is the child's place in society. He's talking about humbling yourself and placing yourself at the bottom rung of society like a child. A child has no rights. A child has no say. A child is the bottom of society. A servant is the bottom of society. So he's saying you got to become like somebody who's at the bottom of society. You've got to care for people at the bottom of society. People who are vulnerable, who are the least. Then he links himself to that. Whoever welcomes me, he says that after welcoming a child, meaning he is taking the role of servant. And so welcoming me, following my example, as I take the role of servant, you need to take the role of servant. You need to welcome those and care for those who are at that low part of society. And by welcoming me, you're really welcoming my Father in heaven. So following Jesus is to become a servant, become least in rank, to care about the least in the world. And that pleases Jesus and pleases the Father. And so this is his answer to their arguing about greatness. They're thinking about greatness. Who is going to be the greatest? Jesus says, your hearts are wrong. Your thinking is wrong. The point is not who's going to be the greatest. It's who can be the servant, who can be the least, who can take the humility required to live a life of service and caring for the lowest. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the Gospel of Mark.